Hello and welcome to a very special podcast. I'm Dave Thompson and wait, did I guide you surf rock? A captain's chair filled with vast quantities of scotch? This is no podcast. Oh my god, I'm totally on a skate pod. Where's Murray, you ask? Where's Norm? Where's Bill? Don't worry, they're all fine. Everyone's fine here. How are you? Okay, so seriously, what am I doing here? I'm here on behalf of everyone at Escape Artists to say thank you. Thank you to all of those of you who have been listening and to those of you who have generously donated to us. And as a token of appreciation, we'd like to give you some more free stories. What I've got for you today is a primer from our very first audio collection coming out at Escape Artists, The Alphabet Quartet, a collaborative collection of over 26 flash fiction stories by Tim Pratt, Jen Reese, Heather Shaw, and Greg Van Eekelt. It's all happening here at Escape Artists on July 1st, but I'll talk to you more about that in a second. Right now, it looks like there's some kind of package here. Weird. While we're traveling at FTL? How does that happen? Hang on. There's something written on the label. It says, it's story time. C is for crate. Once upon a time, I was a college dropout, living in a studio apartment so small I could use the oven to heat the entire place. I spent my time picking up odd jobs, bouncing checks, and avoiding my landlord. Or maybe none of that is important. What I was before doesn't matter. I should start with once upon a time I found a crate. Because really, my story before that was so ordinary, so usual, that it bored me even while I was living it. It wasn't until that summer, when I was volunteering at the Reseda Animal Shelter for the free lunches and the ability to touch other living creatures without being arrested, that things got... interesting. The crate was small, only a foot long on each side, and solid black. No air holes, no labels, just a simple warning taped to the top and printed in a neat, even hand. Eats dreams. I asked my boss, Lindsay, about the crate on my first day, and she said it had always been there, going back at least 13 years when she started. All anyone knew was that we weren't supposed to open it. Not ever. And yet, I could hear something inside. The tiniest of scratches, so soft as if they were the memory of sound, not sound itself. Sometimes, late at night, when I slept at the shelter for the free AC, I heard mewling, tiny whimpers like a kitten so young its eyes were still closed, calling for its mother in the darkness. At this point, you're probably assuming that I opened the crate. Some of you want me to hurry the story along. You want to know what eats dreams really means. Is it a pun? A joke? A literal truth that will result in my descent into madness? I don't want to disappoint you. Yes, I opened the crate. At 24, and with no money or job prospects or rich friends to leech off of, I had only two things to my name. A tiny bit of courage, stashed away inside my heart so deep that my abusive bastard of a father could never find it, and an endless supply of dreams. That's a mighty combination when you think about it, and when you add in a whole heap of stupidity to get things moving. I opened the crate and I saw the creature inside, in as much as you can actually see a thing made of darkness and cold fur and ultimate sadness. And there, in that crap hole of an animal shelter, I sat on a dirty linoleum floor next to a crate containing something unspeakable and unknowable, and I started feeding it dreams. Tiny ones at first. A decent job, a boyfriend who doesn't care that I'm an inexperienced lover, 
a car that can go more than 10 miles without needing service. Bigger dreams came next, an apartment with two whole rooms in a safe neighborhood, a really hot boyfriend, my father's swift, painful, and irrevocable death. By the time I'd moved on to world peace, free food, and intergalactic travel, the thing in the crate was practically purring. Did I secretly suspect the creature would make all of my dreams come true? Of course not, and it didn't. When I woke up the next morning, my arms around an empty crate, my same old life surrounded me. Same old apartment, same lack of job prospects, same loneliness. I'd fed that impossible creature all my dreams, and it had given me nothing in return. Except for one thing. Not laser vision or the power of flight or even a miraculous Ph.D. in nuclear physics. Just this. It had given me all my dreams back. Every last one, from worldwide nude beaches to finding comfortable, stylish shoes that never wear out. You can't give away dreams, it turns out. You can only share them. The creature comes back to me sometimes. I see it in the corners of my townhouse. A shimmer of stars and the unknown, mixed into the shadows under my eco-responsible bamboo bed. I feed it bigger dreams now, dreams I intend to make real. I can sense it getting stronger. Its purr makes everyone on my street laugh at the same time. Someday soon, it'll be strong enough to leave, to go back to wherever it wants to be. Hopefully, to find others like itself, with whom it could share everything I've shared with it. How great would that be? A million inexplainable, ink-black creatures all dreaming about my father's death. But I digress. I owe you a moral to my story, and here it is. Open the damn crate. The Mighty Mighty Murr Lafferty. So, that's just a sampling of one of the stories in the Alphabet Quartet. But Dave, you say, how do I get all the other stories? I'm glad you asked. We've got one more coming up for you in just a minute, but if you're signed up for a $5 a month paid subscription to any of our podcasts, Escape Pod, Pseudopod, or those elf sympathizers at Podcastle, or if you made a one-time donation of $50 or more since January 1st of this year to any of our podcasts, we're going to send you all 26 plus of these stories. If you haven't and would like to get these stories still, sweet, there's plenty of time. That said, we know times are tough, and if you can't afford to donate, we've still got some extra stories for you. Now, I know you here at Escape Pod like your fiction to be scientifically accurate, kind of like Scully and her dabbling with the paranormal. But if you get a hankering to check out more stories by the lovely Alphabet Quartet, visit me at Podcastle or a trip to the Pseudopod Towers with the undead monstrosities there. You could also visit that weirdo Norm Sherman at the Drabblecast. Each podcast will have at least one new story playing, so think of it as a scavenger hunt. So all three escape artists podcasts, the Drabblecast, and hey, sign up for free at dailysciencefiction.com where they email you a free science fiction and fantasy story every day, and you can read the 26 original stories for absolutely nothing. Tell Jonathan and Michelle I sent you. Like I said, this is our way of saying thanks. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've done for us, for supporting our authors and for keeping us flying so each month we can bring you science fiction, fantasy, and horror stories week after week. The Alphabet Quartet is a group of authors we really, really love, brought to you, hopefully, by a company of volunteers that you trust. Sure, this is a fundraiser for escape artists, but to be fair, Murr, Al, and I are always asking you for money. 
This is just our way of saying thanks to all of you who have helped us out along the way. Thanks so much again for your support. I can't wait to get the rest of these stories to you and talk with you about them. I'll see you on July 1st. And in the meantime, be mighty, have fun, and maybe just one more story. D is for Degustibus. I'd never seen the little herb shop in the strip mall before, though the truth was I smelled it more than I saw it, and I stepped inside because when you live in the blandest reaches of outer suburbia, spices more exotic than cinnamon or sage are hard to come by. The shop was small and overstuffed, with weirdly geometric carpets hanging on the walls and shelves filled with unlabeled glass jars and varying degrees of opacity. The proprietor was about four feet tall, dressed in what appeared to be more patterned carpets, and he, she, walked with a weird foot-dragging gait. The voice that emerged from the hood was pure mid-Atlantic telemarketer, though. May I help you? Um, what kind of stuff do you have here? I asked. We have many interesting things. Melange, Kingsfoil, Azoth, Devilweed, Selenine, Rue. Wow, that's some selection. I'd never heard of any of those. Um, I, I was just looking for something to make a curry. I saw a clear vial of yellow spice and said, Hey, is that turmeric? The proprietor hummed. I do not know that word, but local names vary. It has many wonderful properties. I was reading about that in a magazine, I said. Turmeric is good for digestive problems, right? And they think it might help fight Alzheimer's, arthritis, and cancer too, yeah? The shopkeeper sort of twitched. I think perhaps... Well, all I care is if it tastes good. I picked up the vial. How much for this? I pulled out my wallet and the little coin pouch wasn't zipped right, so nickels and dimes and quarters scattered on the floor. The shopkeeper knelt and looked at the coins. Tiny round portraits, he said. I will take these. It was only about a buck forty-five and change, so I didn't argue. I took the spice home, looked up some recipes online, and made myself a yellow curry, though I had to substitute soy sauce for fish sauce and lemon peel for lemon grass. From the first bite, I knew something was wrong. The curry didn't taste like food at all. It tasted like hot ashes and interstellar voids and the true meaning of insignificance. I went back to the shop for a refund, but the doors were closed. I suddenly understood that all matter was only molecules separated by vast emptiness, though, so it was easy to make the nothingness in me line up with the nothingness in the door so I could pass right through to the inside. The shopkeeper was nowhere to be seen, but his rugs made sense to me now. The patterns were sort of like road maps, and also sort of like doors. From here, there was almost nowhere I couldn't go. I picked a destination at random. I couldn't wait to find out what the food tasted like in all the ten million worlds of the night. <laughs> 